2: slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
3: You are Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
4: You're listening to the Locked on Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke and Cameron Parker of Predominantly
0: Orange, your daily Broncos podcast.
2: Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Broncos. Sorry, this is not in your library On Friday morning, as you guys are usually expecting. But today was a big day in Broncos country. And we wanted to get you the complete coverage and breakdown and recap of the press conference introduction of Joe Flacco and Juwan James, Kareem Jackson introduced to the media today. We want to have full recap for you guys. As well, but we also have a lot of other Broncos related news for you on this jam packed episode of the show. So, thank you guys once again for joining us for another episode of the Locked On Broncos podcast, your daily bite sized podcast here at the Locked On NFL Network, giving you the best coverage, news, and analysis on all things orange and blue related. I'm your host, Cody Rourke, NFL analyst, covering the Denver Broncos and the NFL, as well as a columnist. For the fan side of networks, predominantly orange.com, you guys can shoot me a follow on Twitter. At Cody Rourke, NFL, and I'm joined by my co-host Cameron Parker, who you guys could also follow at Cameron Parker, P O Cam. Happy Friday, my man!
5: It is a good Friday. It is a it's a Denver Broncos filled Friday, should we say? It was it was quite the 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 stuff happening today, as far as a a, a lot of new players coming to the team and potentially a lot of news. And yeah, it, it's going to be a fun uh, fun debate with uh, with you, Cody, and and, and even uh, with the fans too after the show's over about the, the a potent, uh, potential moves that we could ha- could happen and whatnot. Yeah, a lot of action, and there's some
2: potential rumblings that could be occurring either late tonight or throughout the weekend. But evidently, the biggest news of today, we're going to go through in segment of one, our daily Broncos rundown. Going to cover you with some Broncos-related news involving New players and old players and potentially new players as well. And then segment number two, we're going to hear from Joe Flacco, the newest quarterback for the Broncos. And all things point to the sign that, look, it's not a project. He's got long-term plans here in Denver if he can capitalize and perform on that, and that seems like the expectation. So, we're going to get a little bit of insight into that. We're hearing from the Broncos' newest quarterback, Joe Flacco. And in segment number three, we're going to hear from the Broncos' newest additions of Kareem Jackson and Juwan James, who met with the media today to give their insight on why they chose to come to Denver and why it was the most appealing spot for them. And we break it down on today's episode of Lockdown Broncos. So, without further ado, let's dive right into segment number one our daily. Broncos run down. Some Broncos news that we had expected is the Broncos re signed Jeff Hiraman tight end to a two-year, $9 million deal, and realistically with the tight end market that you see out in free agency, I wasn't really sure if they would pursue any free agent tight end out there on the market. The only guy I could have seen them going after is Jared Cook. He said to visit with the New Orleans Saints, but I don't think the Broncos would be in the ballpark to pay him maybe what he deserved based off the production he had last year in Oakland. So the Broncos going in-house re-signing Jeff Hireman, and in my opinion with this two-year, $9 million deal, we don't know the true, you know, flex of the contract over these next two seasons for him but really i think we should analyze the pros and cons of this a lot of broncos fans you know you have that 50 50 uh support hate type of move with it and i think with jeff hireman i saw a lot out of him last year that did make me excited to see what he could possibly do if healthy now that's the underline if healthy and that is my biggest kind of concern with jeff hireman I figured, I thought initially they would offer him around a one-year deal, kind of a prove-it deal, because of the injuries he's battled over his career. But he did show that he could be a versatile guy, uh, go back to the Indianapolis Colts game Thursday Night Football a couple years ago, and then go back to the Texans game. I mean, he really did emerge, 10-catch game. I was very imp- impressed with what I saw from him, but also his you know, his ability to um, extend and get yards after the catch and, and be physical. I mean, we saw him bring out the stiff arm a few times. I liked what I saw from Jeff Hardy to feel like, okay, hey, if this guy's healthy, he could be a very reliable target for whoever the Broncos quarterback is. And with a guy like Joe Flacco, look, if you have a tight end like this, you want to have a quarterback like Joe Flacco that does rely a lot on his tight ends.
5: Absolutely, and I think that... It, it was starting to be apparent, especially with the tight end deals that were being handed out. I mean, Tyler, Tyler Croft comes to, to the mind on, on that one. But you were sort of wondering, you know, are, are the Denver Broncos going to put their foot in the Jesse James waters? Or are they going to put themselves in the Tyler Eifert waters? Now, Eifert hadn't signed, but the, there were just these questions remaining. I mean, are, are they going to go after a tight end, sign a tight end? Well, why not go after a tight end that is frankly going to be, well, should we say knows the system well and actually did quite well in his first full season or should we say first full amount of games that he's been with the Denver Broncos and with the organization I mean he clearly proved himself after the catch and, and being that type of guy and he's probably an underrated blocker and that was one of the things that the the, the Broncos wanted they wanted a blocking tight end that's not to say that Jeff Hyrum is going to be a blocking tight end be just because we saw what he was after the catch and, and him fighting off blockers stiff arms and and being incredibly tough to tackle so I that's not to say that that can continue but it's also not to say that the Broncos are out of it by any means of addressing tight end in the NFL draft.
2: Yeah, and I think that's a good point, but you did mention that he's familiar with the system. I'd say he's more so familiar that the locker room, it's going to be a new entire system, which I think under Rich Scangiarillo's offensive system, we don't know what it's going to exactly look like yet. That's the the funny thing about it is everyone says, well, it's the West Coast offense, you know, it's going to be this variation. It's going to look a lot like the 49ers. It could, or it could not. It could look different. I mean, we don't know that. There are There is some film out there on the 49ers that I'm sure a lot of teams will use in their preparation beforehand, you know, especially as the Broncos get ready to open up week one of the regular season whenever that time approaches, teams will rely a lot on that because they won't show it in the preseason. They won't show a lot of what their scheme or what their system will look like, but Jeff Hireman will have a huge, huge role there, and the, the hope is that Jake Butt can come in and provide some healthy depth there, too. I mean, we're talking about two tight ends that have battled the injury, and it's just been an absolutely unfortunate turn of events for them, so hopefully 2019 can be a year that Jeff Hireman and Jake Butt rekindle that fire that we saw a little bit early on when both of them were healthy, so that's one of the biggest moves the Broncos made today and also a potential move that the Broncos could make is former Bears cornerback Bryce Callahan. A lot of people in Broncos country, he was on the list. A lot of people that I've gotten feedback from around Broncos country said, this is one of my biggest guys that I wish you know we, we could sign. That's an awesome thing because he is visiting the Denver Broncos. And to be honest with you, if he's taking the time to visit Denver and he has the ties to Ed Donatell and Vic Fangio, I honestly believe that there is a strong, Probably 95% chance he will come away over the weekend or even tonight by chance signing with the team. And we, we got to ask the question, how can this benefit the Broncos defense? And, and, you know, some people are concerned about his injury concerns. And in all honesty, I'm not too worried about that. He suffered a fractured foot against the Rams on Sunday Night Football back in December. Look, that sucks. That's an injury, but it's an injury that also can heal. He's been going through rehab. He's been going through everything. That could also be a holdup why he hasn't been signed quicker to some NFL teams, but he does have a chance to sign with the Broncos. He would provide a lot of depth with them. I mean, the Broncos introduced Kareem Jackson today. We'll hear about that in segment number three, but one of the things that Bryce Callahan can offer to this Broncos team is more versatility and experience at defensive back. Look, in situations you can interchange Callahan, you can interchange Kareem Jackson and Chris Harris Jr. inside on the slot. Primarily, I think the strength for this Broncos team is especially in zone coverage. If you're running a zone defense, you're going to see Kareem Jackson play outside corner. You're going to see him play a little bit of safety here and there. But with Bryce Callahan, if he's added to the team, you have three solidified corners. Now, here's how I see it playing out. You'll have Chris Harris as your slot corner. You have Bryce Callahan and Kareem Jackson as your outside corners for the Broncos. And then you have a guy like Will Parks at strong safety, Justin Simmons at free safety. You have that versatility with that three cornerback set. And and realistically, if you wanted to change things up too, you could also bring in Isaac Yadam I and you can move Kareem Jackson in certain packages on third down, whatever uh, the, the situation plays or whatever uh, offensive set that the team is going against. If they have four wide receiver sets, then you you know, you can move Kareem Jackson back to safety to cover the vertical pass a little bit more. I, I suspect that with the Chiefs, if Tyreek Kill is an option, which may not be on the table right now with some other things, but that's another story for another day. I think that Bryce Callahan would be a great addition. I know, Cam, you've been kind of pounding the table a little bit for him there, but I, I'll let you talk about Bryce Callahan for a second. I just want to break some other news real quick, and then we'll get to Bryce Callahan before we get to segment number two. But Shaq Barrett, former Bronco, he's headed to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a one-year deal. Want to wish Shaq Barrett the best. Now, the thing was, it's not personal. Shaq Barrett wanted to be back in Denver, but the reality was he wanted to be a starter. It just wasn't going to happen in Denver with Bradley Chubb and Von Miller. He wasn't going to be able to be a starter in a 3-4 scheme. And, and that's the unfortunate thing because he did a lot of good things for the Broncos. I think outside of Von Miller, he was one of the best edge run defenders. He didn't give up contain. That's one thing I really liked about Shaq Barrett is he would keep the edge, keep the outside contain, and he wouldn't really let anybody get outside of him. And, and that's what you need to do to be successful in the NFL as an edge guy. So he's going to go and compete in uh, Bruce Arians 3-4 defense for a starting spot on a one-year deal. I think he's going to get a chance to do that. But Cam, let's get your quick thoughts on Bryce Callahan. I know this is one of the science that you've been asking for since free agency has begun.
5: Yeah, and I, I just, it was just one of those signings to whether it was one or the other, whether it was Adrian Amos or whether it was Bryce Callahan. I just had a sneaky suspicion, and and Cody, you know, I, I don't have any connections to the organization or, or, or sources or anything like that. But you don't really need sources to understand. Connections and everything else. I mean, Juwan James, Chris Cooper. Uh, you know the ability to work with Mike Munchak. I mean, and that that was pretty easy to figure out. And then obviously the the Bryce Callahan and potentially Adrian Amos thing. Uh, it was one. It was good, probably going to end up being one or the other. And obviously safety wasn't really a huge need. Corner wasn't end up being a, a much larger need. Well, they went and got Kareem Jackson. Well, then there was that question. You know, wh- where does Bryce Callahan ultimately fit? Well, the fact that the versatility of Kareem Jackson is on the table and him. Potentially being a safety hybrid corner allows the Broncos, I think, more more of that flexibility to do they want to dip their toes more into the corner market and, uh, and go after Bryce Callen. I think that what probably opened up the eyes of the Denver Broncos to maybe— consider a guy like Bryce Callahan is the is the fact that they saw Jason Verrett get a one-year approval deal with the San Francisco 49ers and I think that he affords the opportunity in this defense particularly the secondary to be well-rounded and really to have the incredible amount of depth at that corner that, in all honesty we we probably have not had for quite some time I mean with Kareem Jackson Isaac Yadam like you mentioned so on and so forth Chris Harris Jr. the given I mean the depth there is real now.
2: I certainly agree. And I'm excited about the options. I mean, Bryce Callahan would be a good pickup. And, and realistically, I, I think that we have to take a look at free agency a little differently now. Because before free agency began, a lot of people were looking at Bryce Callahan as one, you know a coveted guy. And everyone's like, okay, there's a tier one guy. But more so, some of these prospects that a lot of people in free agency thought team should aggressively pursue and throw a lot of money at. They have ended up becoming Tier 2 free agents, and we're in that that period right now. We're going to enter Phase 3 of free agency. I would be very surprised. I think maybe the Broncos maybe make one more move, probably a small move, but I would be very surprised if they did anything else. If they signed Bryce Callahan, I think that would be it. They still got to work on a contract extension for Chris Harris Jr. after the draft. But coming up here in segment number 2, we're going to hear from the man himself, Joe Flacco, the newest quarterback for the Denver Broncos. He spoke to the media it today, and we're going to get some
0: insight from him coming up
2: in segment number two.
0: Turbotax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this locked on podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move. Or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house. Or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund Guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at turbotax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live.
2: Earlier today, Joe Flacco had met with the media down here in Denver at the UCA Health Training Center in Denver. And one of the questions he was asked, I always think it's interesting to kind of go back to this, but how did the player find out that he was traded? Joe Flacco kind of shed some light on that in this reveal right here.
4: I got the call, I think it was a Wednesday morning. I hadn't heard anything about what might happen to me. You know, I figured obviously that I was gonna be traded at some point, but you know, you start to get anxious and start to wanna to know what lies ahead. And I hadn't heard anything. And then all of a sudden, me and my wife are in the car, and I got a call from the Baltimore facility. And I was like, I don't know if I want to answer that because I want to at least know what I'm getting into when I answer this call. And so I didn't. I figured they'd leave a message. And two seconds later, I got a call from Eric DaCosta. And I quickly realized that, like, within the first 10 seconds of the conversation, he was about to tell me where I was going. And when he did, when he finally said Denver Broncos, I mean, me and my wife looked at each other as I was driving and just had big smiles on our faces.
2: And this just might be me, but I feel like the Joe Flacco trade in the press conference, I just got a different vibe to it compared to when the Broncos had signed Case Keenum. There's a much more confident feel to it. He's got a different energy, more laid back, not so hard pressed. And that's important to have. And, you know, look, Broncos quarterbacks, no matter who you are, you could be Joe Flacco, you could be, you know, Case Keenum, you could be Peyton Manning, but there is always that pressure. There is that shadow, there is that expectation that quarterbacks that come to Denver, they have to live up to. But one of the things quarterbacks have to possess is leadership. And he was asked. What is his style of leadership, and how is he going to get guys to buy in?
4: Well, listen. I mean, especially with a new team, my first priority is going to come in here, build relationships, build relationships. But at the same time, and you know, more importantly, I'm going to show everybody in this organization and on, and more importantly, the players on on my team that I can play, that I can play quarterback, and that I can lead this team because of the talents and the skills that I have. And then once I'm able to kind of establish that the way I want to. You know, then things grow from there and you become the voice and you become you know, everything else that comes with it. But the way I see it, the most important thing is to get everybody to buy in and believe that you're the guy.
2: To be the man, you got to beat the man, if I'm going to quote Ric Flair. One of the biggest things, though, with Joe Flacco is he's going to have to come into an offensive scheme. He was asked a little bit earlier on in his introductory press conference about the style of offense being similar to Gary Kubiak's. But he really kind of nodded that down a little bit and said, you know, it, it's an offense that I have a little bit of familiarity with, but it's going to be different. Anytime you have a different offensive coordinator or a new offensive coordinator, they're going to have their own scheme on things and how it's going to play out to the strengths of the quarterback. Joe Flacco had a lot to say when asked about how he's looking forward to working with coach Rich Scangarello, the offensive coordinator for the Broncos in 2019.
4: I'm really excited to get to work with Rich, first-time coordinator. When you look at the offense, there is a lot of familiarity that I have with it. Um, so that's obviously, you know, I'm happy to see that. But at the same time, I, you know, it doesn't really matter. I, I'm excited about the fact that this is the offense and that Rich is the guy that's going to run the thing. Uh, I've had a couple good meetings with him just today and talking with with them and on the phone, and um, I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited about the talent that that we have here, you know, at all the positions, offensive line, tight end, the running backs, the fact that we have really good young running backs, really good young wide receivers, um, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun.
2: Despite being 34 years of age as a quarterback in the National Football League, Joe Flacco says he still has an edge to him. He's got a lot of things that motivate him to be successful. He loves the game of football. He wants to be successful. He wants to go out on the field and light it up. He wants to be the guy that his teammates rely on. And he definitely still has an edge to him. And you can tell that by this conference.
4: Listen, I'm driven because this is what I love to do. I love playing football and I want to be the best at what I do. Um, Having said that, there's obviously little things each year um that change that may add a little bit to the to the fire um but i'm really not trying to think too much about my past and why i'm here i'm really just trying to be excited for you know for the fact that i am here and the offense that we're getting ready to run and the team that we're getting ready to build uh you know i couldn't be more excited about this being you know this being the place to make that happen
2: The initial reaction around Broncos country when Joe Flacco was traded to the Broncos was that Joe Flacco would probably be a, you know, a lot of people put the label stopgap quarterback for maybe one to two years. But based on this press conference, it almost seems as if their plan is as long as Joe Flacco is playing, if he's playing at a high level, playing successful, he's going to be the quarterback. That doesn't eliminate them from potentially pursuing a young quarterback in this year's draft, though. I think it makes it much less likely that they do. But Joe Flacco right now, the expectation, the overall vibe in Broncos country right now is that Joe Flacco is the guy until he can't play no more. And he definitely said that he wants to contribute for as long as he can.
4: I'm not putting a number on how, how much time I got left to play. I want to play as long as I can. And hopefully they're dragging me out of this building a long time from now.
2: You heard it from the man himself, former Super Bowl MVP, Joe Flacco. He's had some success against the Broncos. Now he's the Broncos quarterback. We're going to hear coming up here in segment number three from the other newest Broncos, Kareem Jackson, cornerback coming over from Houston. Juwan James, right tackle coming over from the Miami Dolphins, who's going to have a big responsibility in keeping Joe Flacco upright in the AFC West and when they play the NFC North this season. You got pass rushers and you have to have a good right tackle. Juwan James supposed to fit that bill. We're going to hear from them coming up in just a moment. But before we jump into our our last segment of tonight's show gotta remind you guys check out locked on nuggets coming off a huge win Nikola Jokic at the buzzer to knock off the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic who really kind of carried it late a dunk with five seconds left Jokic with the buzzer beater but Adam has the scoop on why Nikola Jokic can't wait till the fourth quarter to get things going Broncos country was introduced to Kareem Jackson on Friday as well, who spent the last nine years of his career in Houston with the Texans, experienced a variety of ups and downs, but when asked about why he came to Denver, he said he liked the opportunity to play for an organization with some prestige.
6: Just, uh, it's a great organization, you know, um, the defense, uh, coach coming in, new coach coming in, coach Vic, and, you know, just, um, it's a great organization, the, the history here, you know, I just felt it would be a great, you know, a great place for me to be.
2: Over the course of his career, Kareem Jackson has been able to play not only just inside, outside at corner. He's been also being able to play safety first. But not a lot of people know exactly what position he will truly play for the Broncos. Coach Fangio says he'll play a little bit of everything. But what was his preference in terms of if he had to choose between playing corner or safety?
6: Uh, I don't really have a preference. Um, I actually kind of enjoy kind of floating around, playing a little bit of everywhere. You know, um, I feel like that could be an advantage. You know, for us as a team. You know, um, game planning wise. Just depending on what type of uh, skill sets that you know the, the offense possesses in terms of the guys that they have, and um, like I said, not knowing where I'll be, you know, week in and week out can also be you know an advantage for us. And um, you know, you mentioned Chris Harris. You know, he's been a, a great pro in this league. You know, um, a lot of Pro Bowls and you know all pros. So I'm, I'm definitely excited to, to team up with him.
2: Any chance you get to team up with Chris Harris Jr. is a very very good cornerback. Both Kareem Jackson and Chris Harris Jr. were Top five corners in the NFL according to Pro Football Focus. And I, I like his level of physicality. Broncos country really saw that, and Philip Lindsay knows firsthand what it's like to be hit. By Kareem Jackson, his level of play is so physical, and that's one thing that is very impressive about what you see on film with Kareem Jackson. More so in depth, he knows that he will never shy away from contact. He actually likes it. He embraces it.
6: Uh, yeah, I've always been like that. You know, I kind of pride myself on being physical. You know, kind of imposing my will. You know, on receivers or running backs if I get the chance. You know, um, I think those things throughout the game, throughout the course of a game, can kind of change the game. It can, you know, it can spark your team or can turnovers and things like that obviously those things can definitely work in our favor but um i mean just throughout my career i just always been that type of guy you know i'm always been able to or always wanted to you know kind of get in get in down in the line and and be physical and, and, and tackle
2: for a Coach Fangio, Coach Defense, you have to be physical. Tackling is non-negotiable. You have to tackle. If you can't tackle, you can't play for Coach Fangio. But his level of versatility gives him the opportunity to be successful, to come up from the safety position, to read the running back, or to play corner and read the quarterback's eyes and zone coverage and dissect the play and maybe read what the receiver splits are telling them on film to diagnose a potential player that's coming on a third-down situation. He's very instinctive, and his level of versatility makes him even more dangerous dangerous. dangerous.
6: It helps a lot, you know, with me being able to play the safety spot, just kind of being able to see the entire field, you know, and also preparing and, and and you know, just knowing what the offenses will do, and Like I said, being able to see the entire field, both sides, you know, whether it's receiver splits, you know, whether it's recognizing how deep the back is or, you know, just little things like that. And, you know, it also helped me, you know, also playing corner as well, you know, in one side of the field. And you got to kind of get a feel for receiver splits, you know, formations you know um, just little things like that can definitely help you know in, in you preparing and in going into the games on Sundays. A
2: player of the caliber of Kareem Jackson who's got so much NFL experience will bode well for the Broncos defense especially for young guys like Isaac Yadam but one thing that Kareem Jackson was very excited about was the opportunity to play in a defensive system coached by Coach Fangio where it plays to the strengths of his players and is very DB friendly.
6: Um... For me, um, with the secondary, you know, um, I had a chance to watch the guys in Chicago a lot this year, you know, and they played some great defense. You know, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty close, well, pretty good friends with Kyle Fuller. He said nothing but great things about, you know, Coach Vic, but um. Just for me, just getting a chance to kind of, you know, play with my eyes, you know, and and be instinctive and and react. You know, um, I don't know a DB in this league that, you know, don't want to be in these types of of defenses where they can kind of see the quarterback and kind of read and react and, you know, uh, get a chance to make some plays on the ball.
2: Quite arguably, one of the biggest holes that the Broncos have had on their team for several years is addressing the offensive line at the tackle position. They got their guy in Juwan James on a four-year deal. He's going to be very responsible for not only keeping Joe Flacco upright, but for bouncing the running backs off the edge. And, you know, when you run counter, you run stretch, you run toss, Juwan James is going to have a very, very pivotal role in opening up the lanes for Royce Freeman and Phillip Lindsay. And he's excited to work with those guys.
7: The backs, I'm I'm super excited. You know, it's crazy. You know, you watch film all week on different teams. And, you know, I just kept seeing this kid, Lindsay pop up, pop up. He's popping runs here, popping runs there. And now to be able to be, you know, on his team and block form, I'm excited. And especially all the other guys in that room. I just want to give them the opportunity to go out there and be confident and know that, hey, I got their back. So, you know, if it's people gang tackling them, I'm right there behind them to help them up. So I want them to go out there and play confident.
2: In terms of the blocking scheme that the Broncos offense will run under Rich Scangerello, Mike Munchek is heavily known for his zone blocking scheme and transforming offensive lines and Juwan James is very excited to work with Mike Munchik. He said that he spoke to him for about an hour but after speaking with him, he's already fired up. He's ready to go right now.
7: I love it. I love it because uh, not only, you know, do you get to have the athleticism part of and running all day, but you get to be physical in the run game. that's That's a big part that any old lineman loves. You get a chance to play on their side of the ball on the defensive line side and bring it to them every play and not just be sitting back, you know, uh, and you can bring it to them. So I'm excited about that. And like I said, I got to talk with Coach Munchek for about an hour upstairs, and he got me all riled up right now.
2: Look, I think all three moves this offseason so far have been big moves for the Broncos. I think they've addressed pretty much the major needs that they need to focus on, allowing them to focus on best player available in the NFL draft next month. They don't have to draft for need, which is a good thing. And if you have to draft for need, more than likely, you're not going to be able to address other areas. I think the Broncos have enough depth in certain positions, especially at safety. I think they'll also work on inside linebacker as a potential draft option. It could be questionable. But like I said, if a guy like Quentin Williams or Ed Oliver are available at pick number 10. I don't see the Broncos passing on any of those guys. Even if Devin White is there, I like Devin White. I like Devin Bush. The Broncos, I think, have a multitude of options in this year's draft. But ultimately right now, some of the moves they're making defensively have me really excited because I, you know me I love defensive football on paper right now with the Broncos apparently going to be signing Bryce Callahan according to our guy Benjamin Albright he had at first uh, more than likely that's a possibility not officially announced yet but said it's expected to happen so that's big news the Broncos I, this a, I, I think I'm going to give it an A grading on the free agency ranking if I had to give it a grade it's a good free agency for the Broncos they're addressing areas of need and that's the biggest thing and and I hope Broncos country could take a deep breath and, and and kind of just refocus on, look, you don't, if you have to sell out in free agency to, to address positions, you're going to spend a lot of money. But if you have to try to get five or six different players to fulfill those needs, more than likely you're going to struggle. And you're not going to have the cap to keep major guys that could contribute. So I think the Broncos have a lot of team-friendly deals. Obviously, you have your big deals with Von Miller. I think you're going to have a big deal with Chris Harris Jr. coming up after the NFL draft. But the important thing is that the Broncos have a very intact defense right now. And with some of the pieces, it's very, very scary to see what they could do in a Coach Fangio, Ed Donatel-style scheme. I'm excited about it. I know you're excited about it. Let us know. If you're excited about it, because Broncos country, guess what? Fire off on Twitter at Currywork NFL. As always, the discussion is popping over there. If I had to use a reference from my man, Adam Mattis who always references when the ball is popping for the Nuggets, we're going to do it when the football is popping for the Denver Broncos. So, Broncos country, thank you once again for joining us for another episode of the show. I want you guys to enjoy your weekend. We are back on Monday for a full slate of Locked On Broncos, Monday through Friday, all the biggest action, news, and coverage over here at the Locked On Broncos podcast, your daily podcast. Podcast, Please head over to iTunes and leave a review of the show. Tell us why you love the show. Encourage you guys to leave a five-star review and what we can do to make your experience even better. Appreciate you guys that listen every single day. Broncos country, as always, you rock. Happy Friday. Enjoy your weekend.
3: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.